Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and Brooke, happy new year to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy new year to everyone listening. And uh, It could be someone's birthday. We don't know. It is. It if is it's somebody's your birthday, birthday, that was today. for you. Happy yeah, birthday. That was code for you, <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. But new year, new, new coach yeah. for our first uh, Sikkim Podcast of 2022. Yes. I mean, we have a couple of different new coaches that we're super excited uh, to introduce you guys to, but we wanted to kick things off. Kick. Get it? Ah, uh, uh, Yeah. Little punny going into roll. 2022. <laughs> um, but Coach Michelle Leonard, the sixth head coach of Baylor soccer in program history, that was announced back on December 11th. Um, we got to have an introductory press conference with her and kind of introduce her to the Baylor family, but it felt right to have her as the first guest of the podcast this year. It is. And Michelle, welcome to our Sikkim podcast and welcome to Baylor. Thank you, John. Very happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. It's great to meet you uh, in person. I missed the press conference. I think I was traveling and missed that, but it's great to meet you in person. I'm guessing since December 11th, uh, there was Christmas in there, New Year's, but I'm guessing it's kind of been a whirlwind for you. It has been a whirlwind, and I, I guess those holidays did happen. But <laughs> they, they didn't feel normal this year. It's been very, very busy, but it's been fun and exciting, and I'm happy to have the new year here and, and trying to settle in. Well, John, one fun fact that we all will dive into much much uh, here here pretty quick, um, but it was a whirlwind for a number of reasons when she was hired because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Final Four. You literally finished and then came straight here. That's right. I got back from Colorado, I think, on Sunday morning and was here on Monday. Wow. Wow. Congratulations <laughs> to you on that. That was at uh, your previous school, Dallas Baptist, where you were the last 14 years. What a great season last year for uh, DBU. Thank you. Yeah, we were very proud of that. Um, had a fantastic run there at the end, and, and the timing was very interesting in the end, but um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was busy to go straight from Colorado to here, but I mean, the two biggest moments in my coaching career just kind of overlapped there wow. at, the end of, <laughs> at the end of the season, but it's been a special moment. And you and your staff were recognized, uh, or you're going to be recognized coming up as the what coach of the year, staff of the year? That's right. For Division Two, we were recognized as the national staff of the year for Division Two. So next week we'll be at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City, and we'll be recognized. We were regional staff of the year as well and the national staff of the year. So it'll be a fun moment to reflect on last season and honor our staff, many of which have come over with us here, um, and then get ready for the new year. What was it like when you were going through the Final Four and in that moment to then also be receiving phone calls from Mac and, and talking about this potential uh, step in your career? It was a lot to process, I'll admit. Uh, you know, I was very focused on the season that we were in currently and wanted to win and compete and, and give my team 100% of my energy and effort. And I'll say that Mac and, and Baylor and everyone was very understanding of that, very supportive of that. 
and allowed me the, the time and the space that I needed to stay focused and commit to that team. And, and But also, obviously, a decision needed to be made somewhere in that process. And so it was my family and I um, had a lot of things to talk through during that time. And my husband, my husband, Lenny, is very, very supportive of my career and was very encouraging during that time and just um, walked alongside me as we tried to process such a significant potential change. Uh, but, you know, it all worked out in the end and we had a great run with DBU there at the end. We were able to stay 100 percent focused on that and then just transition here very quickly afterwards. 14 years, uh, 200 wins uh, during your time at DBU. You had some really deep roots there. I did, and and still feel very connected there. Uh, my kids were born during that 14 years, practically on the soccer field. <laughs> and so I have been there a long time. I really grew up as a person and as a coach at DBU. And so um, including the, the, you know two of the staff members that came with me, I coached them at DBU. They were on my staff there over the past few years. So it's been 14 years is a long time. Um, and it was a debut is a very, very special place. And I will always be incredibly grateful for my time there. And I feel very confidently that it prepared me for this. Uh, the schools are very similar, as a matter of fact. And so that's something that was really exciting for me uh, in considering this potential move is just how similar they are and the potential to continue in the same mission that I had at DBU, but at a power five level. Yeah. It's really special and not something you can get everywhere. When you were talking about this move with your family and the idea of it, what aspects of Baylor, obviously you mentioned they're two very similar schools, but what aspects of Baylor, of the athletic department, of the soccer program um, with Coach Jobson uh, before you attracted you to this job to where it was worth leaving something that you'd been at for 14 years? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by saying that the list of places that we would have considered leaving DBU for were very, very, was very small list. Honestly, I could count it on one hand, uh, and, and I actually did make this list. It's kind of a funny story. I had had some other calls over the past few years and really needed to think about, seriously, what would I consider and turn down other opportunities. So I had made a list of the schools that I would actually consider moving to, and Baylor was number one on that list. Obviously, I had no idea this was in July that uh, this potential opportunity was going to come up. I just made the list so that I knew if a phone call ever came, I had to take it serious. Uh, I think it started with being a good fit for our family. Uh, we really want to stay in Texas. We love Texas. We're all Texans. Uh, we want to stay in Texas, but also close to the metropolitan area because my family and my husband's family are there. So both grandmothers are significant parts of my kid's life and our life. And so they both live in the DFW area. Uh, you know, obviously moving to another faith-based institution was something that I really wanted. Having had that for 14 years at DBU and contemplating moving to another school where maybe that wasn't a part of it just didn't have the same appeal to me. And so I knew that, you know, Baylor had, it's in Texas, it's close to DFW, it's a faith-based institution that's serious about that, but it's top athletics, big-time athletics. And so um, I knew I was never going to leave DBU for more than likely a mid-major. It felt like a lateral move. It was going to have to be a big opportunity. And nothing is bigger than Big 12 and, and Power 5. That's great. That's w very well stated. Uh, you mentioned your family, uh, your husband, Lenny, and two kids. Tell us about your family a little bit. Okay, yeah, I have two little boys. Well, I guess they're not so little. <laughs> I have a 12-year-old son named Keaton. He's in seventh grade. And an 11-year-old son named Wyatt. He's nice. in fifth grade. And, and they're great kids. They've grown up on the soccer field. They love all sports. Uh, we got to go to the bowl game out in New Orleans over great New Year's. Fun. They loved it. They love football. They, yeah. they like soccer. <laughs> they <laughs> it's love football, football. The other football. Know, the other one. <laughs> That's right. So they, they really enjoy this environment. They're excited. We've been to a basketball game. Um, they enjoyed that very much. Or Really only one of my sons was there. So we're excited to get everybody here in town. 
um, they'll be all in all the time. You know, I'm actually bringing them up here this weekend as we're doing some renovations to the the building that we operate out of, and they're going to help. And that's kind of how we <laughs> do things. Um, our family's all in all the time. And so they're going to finish out the school year back at home um, so that we didn't have to up, uproot them on, on short notice. But they're excited to be here next year, um, 100% in Waco and, and supporting all of Baylor Athletics and doing what they can to help mom on the soccer field. That's great. Yeah, you just mentioned it. You, you are going to be moving into a new home and for yourself a new soccer facility. Uh, a couple of – you kind of get to put your own touch on it. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Jobson and his staff have done such an amazing job over the past, I believe, 14 years that he was here and uh, really left a legacy that is something special that we can build upon. But I do think it's important coming in with a new staff to kind of, as you mentioned, put our own touch on things. And that started with just doing a few little simple updates to the facility. So the girls come back next week and it feels fresh and it feels new and kind of gives that impression that, you know, we're, we're starting something new here. And so uh, we've been working on that this past week and getting ready to, to lay the foundation over the next few months in our off season for the way that we want to play moving forward, uh, the type of program that we want to be, much of which is built on the foundation that Coach Jobson left behind. Uh, but then we're going to add to it the things that are going to make our program with our staff special. Yeah. You mentioned Paul, and it is Jobson. Uh, he has Jobson. been here. <laughs> and during his It's just time so biblical, here, you know. We are Job, sticking Job. I'm reading the book of Job right, right now. There you That's go. another story. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, what Paul did here, a couple of Big 12 championships, uh, a couple of Elite Eight appearances for Baylor. I mean, you're inheriting a program that's on really solid ground, aren't you? Absolutely. And I should apologize to Paul. I said his name wrong on the press conference as well. <laughs> Jobson. And I actually knew in advance. I called a friend of mine and said, please remind me how to pronounce his that's name. That's funny. And it comes out wrong. My, the friend I called, his last name is Job. Oh, no. And so <laughs> he's a coach as well. His wife um, works closely with the Jobsons yeah. in their ministry. And so I was like, help me. Right before the press conference, I still said it wrong. That's funny. So, Paul, one day I'll get your name right. <laughs> um, well, but, if you're going to get it wrong, I mean, we're a faith-based institution. Let's go with the faith-based right. type yeah, say it. So, uh, Coach Jobson and his staff had had some remarkable success with those two back-to-back Elite Eight runs. Um, and have just built something really, really special here. So, obviously, those are big shoes to fill. We're very aware of that. Um, and in the Big 12, and really in all the top of Division One, it's just so competitive that can change every single year. And so our objective is to come in and, and get back to that and maintain some consistency and stay at that level. That is no small task, and so we know we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, but, but Paul proved that that can happen here. And so, um, you know, our goal is, and every day our work rate is going to be focused on getting us back there. You were hired. Oh, go Before ahead. Go, along those lines, you know how many people I ask, how do you pronounce L-E-N-A-R-D? Yes. <laughs> Is it Leonard? Is it Leonard? So uh, so it's we fair. were doing our background work on we you were. also. Gotcha. Yeah, Leonard. Nothing fancy. Yeah, right. Just Leonard. <laughs> I, I'll admit I asked people right before uh, we this did. podcast. We did. So, yes. Um, but uh, you, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of – Starting new, starting fresh, the athletes come back here in a week um, and kind of getting ready for them. Uh, I want to hear about your plans for the spring. But first, let's kind of talk about you were hired right in the thick of their finals, their finals. And then they go home for break and then now they're coming back. So what has your um, communication been like with them? I know you were able to meet with some of them, if not all of them, before they left for break. Uh, but what's that communication been like and, and how do you kind of start things going forward and then attack the spring? Well, you know, we had a, we were able to meet with most of the team right after the press conference in December. 
And then from that point on, I was able to sit down with probably close to half, if not slightly more than half, individually. And so that whole first week, all I did was meet with players. I wanted to take the opportunity to put a face with a name, interact Mm -hmm. with them, learn about them, help build a comfort level, hopefully with me. And so I thought that was really productive. I really enjoyed the conversations. They're great, great kids. Um, They're very excited for the future. They love the previous staff, but they're on board with what we want to do moving forward. And so uh, I'm, I feel really positive about the group that we're returning so far. I mean, they, they've proven themselves already to be mature, responsible, hardworking, committed kids. They did excellent in the classroom last semester with 3.71 team GPA, which is really, really impressive. And so all of that we've talked about either in person or I've exchanged quite a few phone calls and text messages with the kids that I couldn't meet with in person. So that was the starting point, uh, but it's really just a starting point. The spring for me is, is all about building those relationships. We certainly do have a lot to do in terms of teaching the way that we want to play, but none of that matters if we don't get off on the right foot with the relationship piece. So we're going to build the entire spring around that, getting to know these girls, becoming familiar with their personalities, helping them to understand us, how we communicate, how we interact, what our expectations are. And then as a group sitting down and, and really casting a vision for the future of this program, And as I mentioned in the press conference, obviously I have goals that I want us to accomplish, but I think it's really, really important that the players have ownership over that. So we're going to have a lot of those conversations. They're going to get to tell me what do they want to do, what do they think this team is capable of, and how do they think we get there. And then we'll work together to to build a path that will help us to accomplish those goals. What would you say a Michelle Leonard team and program looks like? What's the characteristics? If someone sees you guys on the field, they're like, ah, Coach Leonard, that's her team. As far as style of play or personalities or both? Both, both. Just all of it. So I think first and foremost um, that I hope there would be players that the university can be proud of. Players that when you when you run into them in the grocery store, polite, they interact with you, they say hello. When you have them in your classrooms, they sit near the front, they turn their work in on time, they're bright students who are committed to their education, um, just good people. And I know that this team is already filled with, with kids like that. And so we start with people first. We want good people to represent our team and the university. And then on the soccer field, um, you know, we always say that to whom much is given, much is expected. And so much is given to you at Baylor University. It's unbelievable facilities with great resources. And we're going to push these kids pretty hard. And we're going to ask a lot of them in return. And what we're going to ask is for a blue-collar work ethic. Show up every day. Put your head down and grind. Do the work that needs to be done um, on the soccer field, in the classroom. And it takes a lot of work to build a healthy culture as well. And so we're going to ask them to be fully invested in the culture piece of the team also. And so I think, you know, just to kind of generalize, you know, really hardworking team that's really committed to the process, that's committed to each other, um, that are coachable and want to grow and constantly want to get better. That's very good. Michelle Leonard is our guest, new uh, soccer coach at Baylor University. What about your staff? I'm I'm guessing meeting the players, you know, maybe one staff uh, putting that together, maybe 1A. How's that process? Well, it's going fantastic. I think we're finally getting everybody in this week. Um, some of the staff have arrived this week and have started to meet a few of the players have, as they've trickled back on campus. Uh, but next week on Tuesday, we'll have everyone here in one place and get to meet the group. Uh, Leah Sedwick is going to be one of our assistant coaches. She came with me from DBU. Uh, she has been on the full-time staff at DBU for the past three seasons. And prior to that, worked her way up. She was a player at DBU, an unbelievable player, an All-American. 
um, and then was a graduate assistant and a volunteer assistant before becoming a full-time assistant. So she spent 10 years with me at DBU. We have a great working relationship. She's just an unbelievable person, incredibly high character, just the best possible uh, mentor I could think of for these players, both in a soccer sense and then off the field as well. Um, so Leah's here. She's been here. She came right away with me from DBU. Uh, Cole Oren is our newest addition to the staff. Uh, we just added him this week, and he got in town. He spent 10 years in Colorado and then a little bit of time in Kansas recently, a lot of time in the club soccer scene. We brought him in because of his experience recruiting and his ability to develop players and just another unbelievable human being who's a super strong believer, um, who loves the Lord and who loves his players and who loves soccer. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be a great addition. Um, he's very bright soccer IQ uh, very intelligent, uh, has a lot to offer tactically, and is going to help in a lot of those areas as well. Maggie Scales is our new director of operations. Maggie uh, came with me from DBU, also also a player there, was a graduate assistant on our staff there, um, just the perfect person for this position. She's so organized and pretty OCD, and so <laughs> she's over there managing the project, getting the facility renovated right now. Um, and with Sarah's help, of course, who are making sure that that, thing, that place looks perfect and pristine for the girls when they come back next week. And then we will be adding one more additional coach who will be on campus next week, volunteer assistant who's going to be in charge of our goalkeepers and our camps. Uh, but she's in the process of still sharing with her team her transition. So can't throw that name out there just yet. Understand. Understandable. Uh, well, I want to give Maggie a quick shout out. That's a family friend of ours. Um, for me, Maggie was always the little sister on the sideline as I played club soccer uh, with her older sister, Anna, Anna Caroline. <laughs> That's great. Um, so it's just been neat to see. It was fun to see Maggie post that picture and for her to come along on your staff. So um, very excited if they're anything like Maggie um, <laughs> to uh, get to meet them all. That sounds great. Well, tell me this. You're coming from uh, Division Two Dallas Baptist, very high Division Two. I mean, Final Four last year. It, what's the change in your mind for you coming to this level, Division One, Big 12 at Baylor? Yeah, I think the biggest jump is from Division Two to, to Power Five because, as you know, I stated previously, I think our level at DBU is very on par with most mid-majors. Um, and as we'd proven in the past, we could compete with even some Power Five schools um, on occasion. And so I think jumping to the power five level, like everything else is the same. Soccer is the same. Relationships are the same. The difference I think is recruiting. And so the, the, the scale of the recruit, we can really literally go anywhere in the world to look for players. And, and Baylor is an option for so many high quality players. And so that's going to be our objective is expand our recruiting. We will still have a large percentage of the kids from the DFW and the Austin and Houston, Texas areas. But I think, um, you know, we can scour not just the country, but the planet to find the best players that we can to, to help Baylor get to a national prominence. And that'll be our goal. So um, we've all three of our full time coaches, myself, Leah and Cole, are going to be hitting the road starting this weekend um, recruiting. And we are going to leave no stone unturned to go find the kids that we need to help us be successful here. And then, of course, we're also just committed to developing the kids that we currently have because um, we have some great talent already and returning some big-time players who have had some success here already want to help them continue to get to the next level. Uh, but ultimately, I think that's the bi- the biggest difference. I think everything else is very, very similar. Style of play, we can do what we want to do. The way that we did it at DBU are very similar anyways. Um, it's just a matter of now going out and, and recruiting the whole earth. Mm. 
You're recruiting the whole earth. I love that. (laughs) Um, Go find those players. But you mentioned um, Cole. You brought him in because of his connection with club soccer, which if anyone's listening and they don't know about club soccer, that's majority of where your recruits, I would say they are more from the club world than they are high school. Would you say that's correct? That's right. I think a lot of them do both, but the majority of our time is spent at recruiting events for club. For a club. And so you um, bringing on Cole, having that big connection um, with the club world already, but you yourself, not to discount you at all, I mean, let's talk about your background in Texas. You played for North Texas, then you were at DBU for uh, 14 seasons, and so now you're here. What's the benefit of still being in Texas? We're only an hour and a half uh, two hours, depending on where you're going in DFW away, just a straight shot down. So all of those athletes that you maybe already were kind of recruiting or those programs you were getting familiar with, this isn't too far of a jump uh, for them to come over here now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have great relationships with the Dallas-Fort Worth um, club teams, the top team, and some of those teams are the top teams in the country. Uh, same goes for Austin and Houston. And so when I took this job, the first thing I did was call all my club coaching friends um, and, and they, you know, had already heard about it and immediately were excited to be sending players to us here at Baylor. And we're doing that already with, with Paul as well. And so we have re- very healthy, well-established relationships with the big clubs in Texas um, and even around the country. Southern California, we've had a number of Southern California kids. So a lot of, in some cases, it's the same teams we were getting kids at DBU to. Now we're just really going to be striving to get the top, top players on those teams. Mm-hmm. So we had some really good players at DBU um, and that we were had playing there and that we had recruited in. Now at Baylor, we can go pick up the very best players on those teams, maybe players that are national pool quality players um, because Baylor is Baylor. Mm-hmm. What do you think the benefit of having – some of not Cole, obviously, but um, the two other women that you've mentioned already as former players of yours. Um, so they know what it's like to be a player for you, but then now they're on your staff. What's that benefit to have both sides of that relationship for well, your future players? Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I think Leah and Maggie having both played for me and having helped us build the program at DBU is going to help this transition go a lot smoother. Um, they know the expectations. They know my personality. They balance my personality very well, both of them. And so also both of them, different ages, but um, younger than me. And so have the ability to connect with the players in a really special way um, that allows them, as I mentioned earlier, to be mentors and, and leaders in their lives. And to just add, too, I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to build a mostly female staff. Mm -hmm. Um, Four out of five of our staff are going to be women. And so I'm really, really thrilled that Cole is here as well. And um, but just really proud of that. I don't know that anyone else in the Big 12 can say that. And there's very few programs around the country that are doing that right now. So something that was important to me, um, and I'm proud that we've been able to do. That's interesting you mentioned that because, uh, you know, your staff, yes, mostly female, but even you as a head coach, you know, a female, that that's uh, significant, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very common. I mean, yeah. we still see that there's a much lower percentage of female coaches in Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. as a matter of fact. In the Big 12, prior to me joining, there was only two and out of ten. And so um, now there's three. And then as the conference grows over the next few years, there are a couple of other female head coaches coming. BYU and UCF have female head coaches as well. Um, it's still well below half, though. So it isn't very common. Um, one of my goals as a coach is to try to bring more young women into the coaching profession. 
Um, Leah will tell you that I persuaded her to become a coach. <laughs> she was, as a player, she was a math major, yeah. um, was going to be a teacher, and really hadn't thought about it. And so it took me a couple of years, but uh, got her on board and got her over to this side of things. And she's an unbelievable coach. Our graduate, or our, I'm sorry, our volunteer assistant, who's going to be our goalkeeper coach, um, another female coach who's got a bright future in the game. Um, who, again, maybe next time I can talk about more specifically. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, is impressive playing background um, and who, again, wants one day to be a head coach. And so it is rare. Um, you know, there's a push in Division One soccer, really in soccer in general, to get more women involved. But um, it can be a challenging thing to do for a female head coach, especially if you want to have a family. Um, having a very supportive husband has really helped me along the way. Uh, but I know that's not the case. It can be challenging and difficult. So proud that we've been able to do that. You mentioned the uh, expansion, the new teams joining the Big 12 here in a few years. Um, how exciting is that for you? Different programs, that'll be different places to visit. It expands the Big 12. It does, and I think strengthens the Big 12. Um, you know, BYU just went to the national championship final, and so they'll be here next year. And a uh, very impressive program and in St. UCF and Houston and Cincinnati, all really good programs. And so as the landscape of the NCAA has shifted a little bit and is con continuing to shift over the next couple of years, um, you know, I think it's it's fun to see the Big 12 grow and continue to get better and stronger and more competitive. That is not something that scares us. We love that. We want it to be competitive. We want our conference to be at the top in the country. And I think these additional teams are going to help us do that. Michelle, one of the things you said in your introductory press conference is you want to win a national championship here at Baylor. Uh, Baylor has proven they can do that in other sports. Do you, do you feel you've got a situation here where you can compete for national championships? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing that we're missing that would keep us from being able to do that. We have the name recognition. It's a beautiful campus, an unbelievable education. Um, we have all the resources necessary to be competitive at that level. We can go recruit wherever we need to recruit. Um, there's just not any reason why we can't be a top team in the country. And so it's hard to do that, as, as it's proven. And in women's soccer, it's become less and less common for the same teams to be at the top. You know, it used to be 15 years ago, North Carolina was always in the national championship. Mm -hmm. But that's changed. New teams, BYU is a great example. Their head coach, I believe, had been there somewhere in the ballpark of 25 years. And this is her first time at Final Four in a national championship game. So new teams are rising to the top all the time. It's very competitive, um, but we absolutely have everything that we need to be competitive at that level here. Um, and it's going to take a lot of hard work and, and a lot of recruiting efforts, but we definitely know that we can do it. Well, it's a fun time to be a part of Baylor Athletics, and we are <laughs> certainly happy that you have joined the mix. So thank you for taking time uh, during your whirlwind of a start here at Baylor to come visit with us, and uh, we wish you all the best and can't wait to see you guys out on the pitch in the fall. Thank you, Brooke, and thank you guys for having me on. You bet. Appreciate it. That's Coach Michelle Leonard, the new women's soccer coach here at Baylor University. And that's this week's Sikkim podcast. For Brooke and for Coach Leonard, I'm John Morris. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time with our next Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.